0: Welcome, Welcome to, to another, another episode,
1: episode of Drive Driving into the, the Reds with your favorite hosts,
0: Larry and Inelia. Yes.
1: <laughs> well done, honey.
0: Yes. We're pro at it. Yes. So today, angelic forces.
1: Yes. One of your favorite subjects. Is it? Yeah. I Angels, didn't know. I didn't know. Angelic forces. You didn't know about angelic forces? I didn't know
0: it was my favorite topic. No, favorite. I
1: didn't say your favorite. That's oh. definitely not your favorite. Definitely No, not. because trucks and muds are your favorite subject. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. yes. There's not a lot of angels fluttering around, but maybe there are. I don't know.
1: But I said one of your favorite subjects is ultra-dimensional beings, including angels. Angels are included.
0: Yep. I'll go for that.
1: Okay. So the angels themselves are not that much of a favorite for you?
0: Not really, No? No. no.
1: Okay.
0: Well... When I think about them, I kind of attach them to religions and stuff. And
1: even after reading the interview with an angel book, I thought you loved that book. You said it was I one love favorite book,
0: definitely. But it seems like angels pick the wrong name because they're in the religion stuff all the time. They need to pick a different name.
1: Oh, you don't like religions, babe? Mm,
0: no, I guess I don't. <laughs> I mean, it well, that's very ridiculous. clear and honest. <laughs> It seems ridiculous that I wouldn't because I like investigating and reading all about spirituality and near death yes. experiences and mm. angel, mm. like, ultra dimensionals and all of these things. But when I try to read it about it in the religions, I just get a sort of like feels like a slap in the face. Of like, I can't go there.
1: Yeah.
0: Maybe that's a firewall.
1: Could be. Hmm. Hmm.
0: Well, let's explore what you've written okay. this week about it and let's see where it brings us. All right. Maybe I can, you know, set aside my.
1: Your prejudices. Your prejudices. Okay, okay. Many myths, scriptures, and such from around the world talk about a war in heaven, a war of the war, war of the gods. <laughs> war
0: in heaven or a war of the gods. Yes. Yeah, I've I've heard that history. Mm-hmm. History. I mean, we're actually looking at one of them—the kind of like the Altringa story.
1: That oh was, yeah. 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 Including the E.T. wars and stuff like that. And the, what's it called, um, space operas, you know, they're all
0: Uh, translations of... I do love a good space opera.
1: Yes, all translations of War of the Gods. In the West, we are brought up with Greek and Roman and recently Indian mythology, which talk about the endless infighting of the gods and how these had huge consequences in the lives of mortal men and women.
0: Right, and that's uh, interesting in a way, right? Because we think about that historically they had a big influence on us. We did, yeah. But right now it seems like we don't have a real influence at all by them. They're like disappeared. I don't
1: know about that. I know, it, just saying. Maybe for you, but first culture, I mean, Brett, who's 16, yeah. my son, he's recently had to finish studying Greek mythology in school. Right. So, yeah, they're still.
0: They're still studying it. I don't mean they're not studying it, it. I'm just meaning that um, we're not, uh, f- you know, there's not some Hercules running around town.
1: Which is interesting, isn't it? Yeah. That they would include Greek and Roman mythology in school these days. It's yeah. like, why? How relevant. Why?
0: Why exactly? Why? How relevant is this?
1: Yeah.
0: To yeah. what we're talking about today or tomorrow.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, some of these myths mention angels, or angel-like beings, who are fighting for the light. Some are depicted as protectors of mortal men, others are the enforcers of righteousness of, of God-given orders. They also talk about legions of demons, beings very much in nature, to angels, who are instead fighting for the power of da- darkness.
0: Mm, that one's hard to get out, huh? Yes. <laughs> so. Yes. Basically, angels are working for the forces of light, and they have all Mm -hmm. these powers imbued upon them by God, and demons are the same, but their powers are imbued by...
1: The opposition. The opposition of (laughs) gods.
0: Gods gods against gods, because nobody's going to say angels and demons are the same, but I think I've seen plenty of books where they're mortal enemies of some kind, or they're the same person who's changed their idea about...
1: Were there fallen angels or demons? Right, you know, fallen,
0: like of course, fallen. Mm-hmm. Uh, all yeah. very complicated and yeah. very confusing, but it seems simple. It's like bad guys like demons, good guys like angels, except for sometimes good guys like demons and angels, and sometimes good guys like demons because they give them back. I mean, it just gets so complicated.
1: In my book, Interview with an Angel, I explore angelic forces as they have manifested in my own life. Based on true events, this book goes into the energy behind and the roles we give to angels on Earth. To summarize, these are actual living beings who have a history, goals, desires, and a life trajectory. Although angels can present themselves as solid individuals, people, or animals, they're naturally a very subtle species. We call them beings of energy or light. In that sense, it is possible for a human physical body and an angelic subtler body to join, just like a body and a regular soul joins. Once they join, there's no discernible difference between the person who has a regular soul or a person who has an angelic soul. (laughs) A lot of information there to unpack.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, the interesting bits, you know, is we do have a religious connotation about soul also. Yes. So I guess it's no surprise that angel, angel would be also have some religious connotations to it. But at the same time, soul has non-religious connotations. An angel is just now, by what you're describing, you know, the way that you wrote about it in your book, Angel Interview with an Angel, is a not religious component, right? Mm-hmm. It's like they're intertwined, but they're also not. Mm-hmm. Yep. and the intertwining is our own intertwining of them yeah. not so much that they are it's that we yeah. intertwine them that way yeah that was the one thing that I found hard to understand is why they would because uh, I think that they would allow it to continue right? who's they? they who are being intertwined in religion but it's the same as souls like well why would souls let themselves be intertwined with religion
1: yeah why well, did you decide to be intertwined with religion?
0: exactly <laughs> Yes, a lot
1: of uh, a lot of things can be projected onto something that is not actually real or true, mm-hmm. right? And then, if you add a little bit of truth to it, then everything appears to be correct and right.
0: So let's talk about someone with an someone. Well, you know, one of the things that we unpacked in this little paragraph, a lot of people are probably already exposed to, but maybe not everyone, which is that way that a human being is, a soul in a body, Mm -hmm. and an angel could be a substitute for a soul in a body, or on a body, or around a body, or whatever, however you say it.
1: An incarnated angel rather than incarnated... Um, architect of reality (laughs) that's a nice way to say it
0: A (laughs) all right so yeah go back to the beginning just a tiny bit a human being what we are is a human body elemental Mm -hmm. and a soul body
1: which is a subtle body which is a
0: slightly subtler human body type thing
1: not not slightly subtler it's It's very very much subtler very much subtler yes Right. Less solid.
0: So a soul body can't touch the microphone. No. But a human body can touch the yeah. microphone. So
1: the soul body can touch the microphone through... Through a
0: human body. A human body. Okay, there so the soul body and the human body together. Mm-hmm. So this is human body and angel body. body... It's
1: very, very subtle. ...gathered
0: together to become human beings. Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. I got it.
1: So these people who are incarnated angels, we can tell them apart usually by the very nature of the person... Who incarnated as an angel? Well, it is an incarnated angel. They have subtle differences to the rest of us. One of the more obvious tells is their obsession with all things angel. So, if your house is full of angel pictures and little figurines of angels everywhere, and you draw, or you have, and you've seen angels your entire life, the likelihood that you're an incarnated angel is 100%. a <laughs> so very high? Really? <laughs> yes, it's almost. I mean, I have not met one of these individuals who isn't. Okay. There could be exceptions, but I haven't met one.
0: Do they have experience different of their life when they realize this? How does it change them, do you think?
1: Um, the, it brings a lot more understanding to their sensitivities and their personality. Mm. The ones that I know that came out as an incarnated angel they do and they cluster actually they have i've i know a lot of our people friends and students who are incarnated angels Mm -hmm. and they know to do that um but yeah so it brings a lot of i found different reactions from these individuals but a lot of it's like, oh, that explains everything. Putting all the dots together and it's like realizing...
0: Breath of relief. Sigh of yeah, relief. Sigh of okay, relief. It makes sense now. Okay. Yeah. okay.
1: Their sensitivities and the, why they have certain personality traits, physical body shapes and stuff like that. that are very common between yeah. among them. And it's like, oh my gosh, that explains everything.
0: And when you explain it this way, I have no disagreeable firewalls with interacting with angels at all. Yeah,
1: exactly, right? None. So it's like these individuals, then, because of whatever culture they came from or grew up with, their interpretations of angels could be very different. So somebody who was brought up a Catholic, for example, would have a lot of the Catholic angels and Somebody from India would have their version of angels. You know, they do have angels in that culture, too. And Buddhists also have spoken about angels. So, yeah, they have their own interpretation of gods, even, in angels, too.
0: Mm. Cool.
1: Okay, let me give you an example. All right. I was visiting with a friend some years back who has a very big angelic presence in her life. She loves angels. She has figurines and pictures of angels all over her house. She is, in fact, what we might call an incarnated angel. We're talking about something that was happening in the world, and suddenly a saw an angel appear in the room. As I'm not, used to... A
0: not incarnated one. No, no.
1: Just like a subtle one, right? Okay. As I'm used to not making a fuss over these things, when I see things like that, I don't... Like, you know, it doesn't face me and I don't make a comment. Um, I said nothing and gave no indication that I could see the angel there. She then smiled and told me there was an angel in present and pointed to the spot where the angel was standing. Mm. She then went to have a telepathic conversation with that angel, which was all I was able to verify as true and accurate because I could hear the two of them communicating.
0: That had to be cool.
1: She went on to tell me that the angels she worked with were Christian angels and she gave me their names.
0: Before you go on, can mm-hmm. you give me a gist, general gist of what kind of things they were, she were talking about each other with?
1: They were talking about the situation that we were talking about. The, the I can't remember thing. what it was at the time. There was a world thing happening at the time. It was before the split. Um,
0: so she was getting a little bit of a. Why is this? Wiser, and maybe. And what, hey,
1: look why is it this from happening? This way.
0: Why is this happening? This and is yeah, a good conversation. What you should
1: do, you know, like. About it. Okay. In your
0: life. I got it.
1: Yeah. Uh, She went on to tell me that the angels she worked with were Christian angels and gave me their names. I asked the one present if he minded that she saw him and the others as these iconic beings from that religion. And he said that they did not mind at all. That the interpretation she gave of the nature message embedded in their communication was pristine. No need to complicate things.
0: Oh yeah, because I suppose it would make sense, you know, it would probably even get in the way of communication if you're, if you destroy your reality construct and need to have something to replace it with.
1: Yes, exactly. And
0: uh, yep. then you would have the religion part fighting with the other part and mm-hmm. that would be like getting in the way of the whole thing. Just leave it lay, let, let, let sleeping dogs lie. Yeah. Yeah, okay.
1: Today, in 2023, and into 2030, we find ourselves in the midst of a breaking and agreed-upon reality between those who chose to stay in the mixed reality, including things like drama, and those that chose to have a solely light-filled experience. And we are not alone in this. The choice of this physical universe... Sorry. The gist of this physical universe, many of the people who choose the light, fear free paradigm are indeed incarnated angels who will carry on with their mission and goals to bring light into the physical universe and bring assistance to those around them to achieve their sovereignty. Any comments on that?
0: Angels are mission-oriented.
1: Oh yes, definitely yes.
0: <laughs> if you've ever met any of them, and I have, yes, they are mission-oriented.
1: Especially one angel. My Michael, goodness, my yes. God, he has legions. He has legions, and, and my they goodness, are, they are a class of their own.
0: I remember having a <laughs> conversation, and it wouldn't matter what the topic was, and it could be six topics in the conversation. That the was boy's back. mission was the answer to everything. everything. Yeah. So what we really need to do is this. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, but, you know, that's nice. How about, you know, these restaurants over here? And they're doing this and that. It's like, yep, that's it. We really need to do this. I will deal with that, too. It's <laughs> yes. like, okay, those restaurants I got. It. How about, you know, surfing? Surfing, you know, and surfboards and all that. It's like, what do you think about surfboards? There's really one thing we really need to do. This thing. We do this thing. <laughs> Would would. Be awesome. That will take care of it. <laughs> like, okay. I yes. see how this conversation goes. That is there an anything mission? I can do to help you with your mission? Exactly. <laughs> like, that is well, it. now that you asked, yes. If, if you
1: know somebody <laughs> like that, and they usually will tell you, Michael, Archangel Michael told Called me
0: about yep, it. And then thing. you just
1: listen to them for a bit. And if they are like this, then it's true. Mm. Right? It is true. It They're is one true. of Michael's legions. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. For the rest of us, we can either accept or refuse the assistance that is being offered by these subtle beings we call angels, whether incarnated or not. This assistance is being offered to us, and when those types of offers come about, due to our social upbringing, we often might think it's a saving energy. That someone stronger, more able and capable than us is coming to save us. This is a thought that could be from our own projections or culture, but often it is a thought that is given to us from the being itself. If you do get the feeling or thought that the beings are here to save you, then see it as a red flag. Be warned. Don't engage in the role of someone who needs saving.
0: Yeah, that's probably good advice.
1: Wanting to be saved instead of learning how to navigate life is a power over others program. Don't do it.
0: Yeah, this part, the wanting to be saved part, can still be shallower underneath the your special part right oh, your special yeah. part is yeah, part of the in. saving part sometimes those yes. are very i mean it's very um attractive in mm-hmm. a way to be picked
1: yes yeah yeah yeah
0: so you know navigating that is part of part and parcel of what i think we teach and talk about on and on and on and mm-hmm. on and on is being able to navigate that without, you know, blocking everything. Right. But being <laughs> able to discern the true from the, you know, manipulations. Mm-hmm. And you don't, you might think that you want to be picked by an angel, but you don't want to be picked by, like, I mean, <laughs> Why you would, don't want to be picked by angel, a demon angel or whatever, would, you know what I mean? <laughs> why here's, here's the you thing. Know what I'm trying to why say? would
1: you need to want to be picked by something else or someone else? Jen, that is a red flag.
0: That's the red flag. That's You'd a red flag to, right
1: there. Yeah, that because that's be an picked. open
0: door right there. Oh,
1: absolutely. That's just ego. Open door to negativity and you will be manipulated. Period. So
0: it's the, you'll
1: do the picking.
0: Yeah, it's just like you've used an analogy if you lived in New York city downtown and you open up your door wide open and say somebody please pick me come sit on my couch and tell me how things work <laughs> i'm sure you're smarter than me yes yeah, who's coming work? through the door
1: exactly yeah
0: that's the funny thing is is you would think well maybe an angel would come and save me from <laughs> doom but literally uh someone with that sense ability the angels probably wouldn't want to engage with no they'd be like oh jeez
1: that's trouble yeah, that's, <laughs> that's going to be like high maintenance so I don't know what they away. would think
0: you know it's hard to say but
1: yeah
0: i think that they were that that that's the wrong energy to be yeah opening up yourself to right?
1: oh definitely yeah yeah
0: now it's okay to communicate with them mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. right but, but not in that way not in that way that way mm-hmm. just isn't going to bring you i think what it is you're after mm-hmm. Except for, clearly, if that's what you're after. <laughs> Somebody right. please abuse me, you know. Some, some people are that. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> okay, angelic forces can help and support by being an expanded awareness we can tap into. Okay. Like joining hands when climbing up or down a slippery mountain. They don't do it for us. We're not. We are the ones who need to walk up and down that mountain. Any being that tells you they will do it for you or that you will not succeed without them, is a false angel, a negative entity, or other parasite.
0: Right, that's the key. Mm
1: -hmm. Due to the split and our expanding awareness, many of us will start feeling the presence of our allies, the angelic forces around us. We will interpret them as fitting to our culture, religious background, and social constructs. But when we do feel them, we need to truth what we see or perceive, because just like there are legions of angels on earth who are here as our allies, so there are legions of negative entities here, we can call them demons if we want, to guide us into drama, fear, pain, codependency and suffering. Often, they will present themselves as full of light, and it can be hard to tell them apart from an energetic standpoint alone. But as soon as you get the information they're imparting, the difference is obvious as can be. The angelic side treats you as a sovereign, someone who is able, capable, and a good ally to the light, a brother or sister in arms. The demonic side will attempt to fill you with fear, make you feel awkward and incapable, or special. Or special. Will promise protection and give you bad or violent solutions to life situations. Understood like this, it is not hard to discern a true angelic being from a false one.
0: And when I say false one, it's a a negative entity pretending to be an angel.
1: Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. To summarize, we are not alone in the universe.
0: Boy, oh boy. <laughs> I keep hearing that, but come sit down and have tea, right?
1: Yes. Who?
0: Anybody. Everybody.
1: No. <laughs> Nadie.
0: <laughs> okay. Cancel that. Cancel that. Not just anybody, everybody. No. No. We are not alone in the universe. Period. We are not alone
1: in the universe. Okay. We are in a split in reality that we have chosen to experience.
0: And some of us say, what were we thinking?
1: (laughs) Yes. We, reading this, are going to the light paradigm. And oh, those who that's are That's what we
0: were just, thinking okay, okay.
1: We're actually creating the light paradigm. Okay. And those who are choosing the light dark paradigm are leaving. Our reality has other beings in it, not has other beings in it, not just humans. And these other beings are all working hard to get this bit accomplished and completed. Some are light beings and some are dark beings. They're all here to support our self higher self choices. Make sure you choose your allies carefully. A quick note from Larry.
0: That's me. Read Interview with an Angel and allow it to expand your awareness. And when that has happened, which will be by the end of the book and probably through the middle of it, read it one more time. And then while your awareness is expanded like that, you'll find a chalk, a block full of hidden gems. In the book. They're not hidden from your... Oh, expanded awareness. They're just hidden from your narrowed awareness.
1: Right.
0: And it's not an on-purpose thing. I'm going to hide them here. It's Mm -hmm. just you can't perceive them. Yeah. So read it and then do it again right afterward.
1: (laughs) Indeedy. Indeedy. Yes, indeedy.
0: Well, I think that's enough. I think we should probably talk to Ilya and Adelina about this.
1: Yes, I think so too. I'm sure
0: they'll have a million interesting questions.
1: I'm sure so too. They're very good at finding good questions.
0: Right. And uh, they're probably, probably, I have a feeling they're going to have, they're going on a little trip.
1: Oh, they are They're going probably going to gonna have
0: some angelics helping them. Let's see oh, if the angelics show up to help them.
1: Yes. That
0: would be nice.
1: It would be nice. Yeah. yeah. Before we go, though, mm. I do want to expand a little bit more on the vocabulary we're using. Okay. Um, and a lot of people do react the way that you reacted originally. It's like, well, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to look at it. It's all religion. Mm-hmm. And rah, 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 rah. Same
0: thing with the demons. Ah, yeah, demons. and oh, demons
1: wow. and whatever. Demons don't exist. And what about the words? these are just good lexicon people use them a lot and they have a general agreed upon modern society has generally agreed upon parameters of what these beings are Okay, so that's why we use these words and uh, just to make communication somewhat easier but the basic message to me is about we're not alone in co-creating the paradigm of reality, and the choices we make, either with light or dark, or light dark, um, are we're not alone in them, and we can have uh, helpers and assistants and also co-creators.
0: Basically, your entourage, yes, high-frequency entourage, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah,
1: physical or subtle entourage, physical
0: and subtle, yeah, both. Yay! I get it. I get it. <laughs>
1: All right, see you in a few minutes for the second part of this podcast, where we got <laughs> really deep into it.
0: Right. So if you're just listening to this and you found this, we were talking and reading it from a newsletter. Yes. We publish weekly at Substack. Yes. Right. And the uh, second hour of this podcast is on Subscribestar. Yes. And you go to either one and type Inelia Benz in the search and you'll find exactly what mm-hmm. you're looking for. Yes. Okay. Perfect. See you now. Love you, honey.